Hey everybody, welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. Uh, I am your co-host today, Kevin, or Bucky, with Diamond Jason. Jason, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Um, I just finished up uh, a really good movie that I'm excited to talk about, and uh, this is the Mid 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 Midnight Terrors podcast. <laughs> I'm assuming that's your take on that this week, but uh, it's uh, it's good to be back. We've uh, it's weird just doing this just the two of us because we've we've had uh, guests on the last three episodes. Well, yeah, it's actually it's actually kind of weird that you know, like it, we've had you know guests on for the last three or four. I don't think we've done one just you and I for a little bit. Yeah, it feels. Uh... Feels uh, strange though, not having uh, more people on. But yeah, no, you're right. The last uh, four episodes we've had, um, who'd we have? We had James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob. We had Marcus and Luke from Reviewed to Death. We had ZC Kroll, horror author. And then just last week we had um, uh, Roy R. Jacob Honeybrook uh, on here, also a horror author. Yep. And, uh, and we, we had Mr. J. We did have Mr. J. I still want Mr. J to sing me uh, Al Green songs like all day long. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 episode has so many funny moments in it. The Pumpkinhead episode. Yeah, I like that one. It was fun. Yeah, that was a really fun one. And then, uh, I mean, I think last week was our longest episode to date. The one that we did with uh, Roy. Uh, I think that episode was like an hour and fifty-one minutes long. Was it really? Yeah, it was a long one. It didn't feel like that because we had some really good discussion on that. I kind of could have just kept going on that one, and that was a fun one. And uh, Roy's become a good good buddy of ours. He made an awesome like reel on Instagram where he talked about being on the show. So everybody go uh, follow him on Instagram and uh, check that out. And obviously uh, check out his I page. Did. I did see that. That was uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good dude, and uh, you guys have been hitting it off because you uh, earlier was it today or yesterday? You guys were talking about uh, the crew, Motley Crew, <laughs> and you were like speaking my oh, language, yeah. oh, yeah. speaking my language, brother. <laughs> yeah, we we're talking crew and X Files and everything that's up my alley. So yeah, I, I like that. I that little idea that we talked about at the end where we start doing some episodes on. Uh, some X-Files episodes. I think that'd be fun. We could do that for like Tales from the Crypt and Twilight Zone and all that stuff. Just start tackling some episodes here and there. Oh yeah, I could I could definitely throw out uh, probably a good 10 X-Files episodes. I mean, I could narrow it down um, to probably five. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'd go all day about the X-Files. Hell yeah. No, that'd be... Uh, That'd be fun. And uh, yeah, no, so shout out to uh, everybody that's been on the podcast the last uh, last month or so. Those have all been really, really fun episodes and all those people are very good friends of ours. So uh, but we're uh, we're back. It's your dynamic duo here. Um, I am the Robin to Jason's Batman. <laughs> um, Damn right. Yep. And uh, <laughs> we, you're, 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 you're the bullet sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're. Uh, I mean, I I would prefer to be the 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 Jason Todd Robin, if anything, because I go on to be because okay. I okay. go because I go on to be a badass later. <laughs> Still a bullet sponge, but okay. Oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, I 
<laughs> Please, I hope that that's a I band name a somewhere. A band name somewhere. Bullet Sponge. Bullet Sponge. <laughs> if, it's, it. if it's not, I'm um, taking it. <laughs> even even better, Batman's Bullet Sponge. <laughs> Batman's Bullet Sponge. Batman's Bullet Sponge. Sounds Great like goodness. a really shitty no, punk it, band it was, name. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like I was um I was reading um like just kind of an overview overview about like all of the Batman comics and, mm-hmm. and this is totally off topic but it's fine. Um <laughs> uh you know uh and and I hadn't thought about it before but they were like in and and I think in one of uh I think it's uh, the Dark Knight Returns. They kind of talk about it too. So everybody shoots at Robin because he's he's got all these he's got all these bright colors on. Like yep. he's not like he's not cloaked and he's not dark like Batman is. So like you can you can probably pick him out <laughs> very easily. All these bright colors on, and then he's dodging around while people are shooting at him, and then Batman's taking them down. That's funny. Um, <laughs> speaking of like, yes, speaking of uh, bright colors, Jason, what is on your shirt right now? Oh, I've got a Marvel shirt on. Okay, <laughs> I was like, speaking of bright colors, yeah, it's just a huge Marvel collection. It's oh, got, okay, like, all I see it Marvel now. R V E L. Okay, yeah, yeah. For for people yeah. listening, Jason's in his car once again, but his face isn't lit when he does that because it's dark outside when we record. So all I see is. <laughs> pieces of his shirt and then like a shadow moving around yeah dude I, i've said it time and time again i'm loving <laughs> my um my smoking man uh persona right now yep <laughs> i'm digging it no that's awesome but uh jason we're back again uh to do some more horror talk and uh i know that you're particularly particularly excited about this week's movie pick uh the movie at hand is the cabin in the woods yeah, we're probably gonna we're probably gonna clash on this one, which typically our best episodes when we clash. Um. <laughs> yeah, we we are gonna uh, we're gonna debate a little bit on uh, on this episode. I, love this one. I know you do. Uh, so we're gonna we'll just dive on in. So I want to talk about our history real quick. Each of our histories with this movie. Um, you want to start it off? When did you see, first see this movie? What was your initial reaction to it? Did you? Love it right away. Was it a gra- um, gradual love? How did how that go for you with Cabin in the Woods? Uh, what was? Um, do you know what year it was? It was released in some kind of film festival in 2011, but it got a theatrical release in the U.S. in April of 2012. Yeah, and I felt like um, isn't, isn't it one of those that got delayed for a long time? Like it was it was done and uh, just sat on the shelf. I think um, I think they just had to find like distribution for it because, like I said, in, in the fall of 2011, it was released for a film festival, and I think it just got picked up by whatever distribution company uh, ended up putting it out. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I saw it. Um, I, I, I definitely didn't see it in the theaters. Um, it, I saw it at home, um, and I, I knew it was Joss Whedon. Um, which I'm a big Joss Whedon fan. Uh, he's he's done some questionable things over the years, uh, but it, overall I like him. Um, and it, so, like, watching it, I, I watched it at home, and when I finished it, I was like, what the 
fuck did I just watch? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it, it's just it's just all over the place, but all over the place in a in a good way um, uh, that I like. So I I know the first watch of it, I was I was just kind of not really confused, but I was just like, what, where did this come from? Or like, how, what, what is going on here? Um, and then of course, watching it for the second time, um, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was, uh, because it is very, especially, um, you know, towards the beginning before we get to the, the mid level, um, or the end, it is very evil dead. Um, and I think it's on purpose. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there, I, we're gonna we're gonna get into it, but there are things that are literally like, I know it's an homage, but they are straight exact replicas of the shots from Evil Dead. Yeah, I think I think most of the movie until until we kind of get to the climax or like the third act. I mean, I think the whole thing is very um, Evil Dead. Uh, so, um, of course. Everybody knows that I'm an Evil Dead uh, <laughs> diehard fan. Yep. Go back, go um, so back and listen would... to uh, episode seven of this podcast, our Just Evil Dead episode, where we just gush about how good that entire franchise is. Yeah, because we're just going to Evil Dead it, and we're going to make sure. Um, oh, we're going to Evil Dead. We're going to Evil Dead it in like almost a month from now when uh, Evil Dead Rise comes out. And holy shit, I'm so oh, excited! Yeah. I'm so excited for that movie. By the way, that's one that we're definitely watching together. We're gonna oh for sure, we're yeah. Do that. We're going to the I'm theaters gonna, and we're releasing an episode like right after. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, we're gonna plan it like opening day, opening night, and yeah, yeah. It, and uh, I said this off air to you the other day. Side note: before you continue with uh, Cabin in the Woods, I said this off air to you the other day. That movie actually looks kind of fucking scary, <laughs> like. That mom, yeah, it does. that mom is terrifying. Yeah, and 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 just in the just in the trailers, you can you can tell that they're pulling um, certain spots off of Evil Dead, like with the mom kind of singing. Because there's always there's always one Deadite that is like singing a song. Yep, that's true. Um, you know, like whether it's uh, uh, what's the original? I think. Damn it! Anyways, it does. It's like it, they always sing like some kind of lullaby. Yeah. Um. I just, and, I just and, love that line in the trailer where uh, mommy comes out of the the bathtub and the kids are like, "Mommy," and they're like, "Mommy's with the maggots now." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so <laughs> creepy, dude. Yeah, and then I think there's, I think there's a part in the trailer where um, they're kind of looking out of the peephole. Um, of the apartment because this one is dead, uh, Evil Dead Rise, and so it's like in a high rise apartment building. Oh, I didn't pick up on uh, that. That's a uh, that's a uh, I never noticed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, no that's, the that's the fun. mom looking at, the mom looking in the people at the daughter is straight nightmare fuel. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it it, it definitely is. Um, so. Very cool. Yeah, um, so we're excited for that. Long story short, but continue with Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yes. Yeah, so Cabin in the Woods, um, I'm a big fan of. Um, it's very different, um, and definitely for probably three quarters of the movie, it, it's it's for sure 
<laughs> evil dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I believe that that's very on purpose. I think, I think that it's very, um, uh, very purposeful and they did it because they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you kind of loved it almost rather quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, of course, before getting super into the story, I mean, um, it, it's these kids going to a cabin and they show up to the cabin and it's all like broke down and shitty and um, they're supposed to be spending a weekend together and uh, the cabin looks all broke down and they're like, uh, but yeah, we're going to try and have fun. <laughs> um, and there's, there's a lake and everything, like, it's just, uh, a very, uh, cabin in the woods, very, uh, uh, cabin fever. Oh yeah. I, de- I definitely got that vibe in here too. Very cabin fever and very evil dead. Uh, and, and Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Very <laughs> Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Cause this was right. This was not long after Tucker and Dale. <laughs> I was I was cracking up actually on um, on our last episode mm-hmm. um, when uh, we were talking about Pet Cemetery. Yep. Um, you kept calling Pas- Pascal um, the college kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I forgot his name about halfway through the episode. So <laughs> all I could think about, like the whole episode, when you kept saying the college kid, I was like, <laughs> they kept killing them all over their all over our property yep yep that's true yeah no about i realized about halfway through that i was like shit 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 i forgot his name so i was like uh fuck i gotta just college well, kid. that's his name <laughs> i kept forgetting uh lewis's name um you know the dad uh i kept forgetting his name yeah 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 so um you know rachel and, and ellie of, of course i remembered ellie <laughs> Um, well, on the episode but, before, uh, on the episode before that with Pumpkinhead, uh, if you listen back, most of the episode I refer to Ed Harley, Lance Henriksen, Lance Henriksen's character as Ed Harley. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, so that's cool. You kind of jumped in headfirst with Cabin and in, with Cabin in the Woods and kind of fell straight for it um yeah I, I i didn't know what to expect though like like people told me it was good um i i feel like it it was one that was split down the middle like you either loved it or you hated it right um, right and like i said I, i'm pretty sure it sat on the shelf for a long time before it was released um which um another one that did that was um uh House of a Thousand Corpses, like House yep, of a Thousand yep. Corpses was filmed, done, edited, and it sat on the shelf for like three years, um, just for just because they couldn't find a distributor or whatever um, to do it. And and what I've read about Cabin in the Woods is that once it was done filming, the studio the studio like kind of watched it or they did pre-screening and stuff. And they were just like, who the fuck is going to watch this? Well, that's the, that's the thing, man, is that you watch the movie and it, it's kind of hard to market it. Cause what do you put like in the trailer for this? Like, I, I wish I had rewatched the trailer to see what they did put in it, but I remember the trailer being uh pretty, pretty vague with what they showed. 
Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm, how do you market something like this? And uh, so that ties in beautifully to uh, my history with the movie. Um, what got me immediately to want to watch the movie when it came out, I didn't see it in theaters either. I think this may have been my last trip to a blockbuster was when I rented this and watched it. <laughs> this was late, late 2012, like September, October time. And I rented it with some friends of mine at the time. And uh, I remember it was back when Blockbuster had and there were like... What's that? There was that? There was that last Blockbuster that was opening Goose Creek. Yeah, basically. Yep. So uh, <laughs> it was still back when they had like the wall of that new release. Like they would dedicate an entire set of cabinets to uh, yeah. copies of yeah. one movie because it was the big release. And Cabin in the Woods was the big release at the time. Um, and immediately what made me want to watch the movie was the poster. I think this poster is still amazing with the house, like where, with the cabin, like all twisted into yeah. layers and stuff. Yeah. And then it's just kind of floating in yeah. nowhere. Like there's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to watch it and I think this was the last movie that I rented from Blockbuster and, uh, my friends and I went back to their place. We watched it. Um, so I really did not like this movie on my first watch back then. Uh, it was kind of an odd movie to come out in the era of horror that it did. Because, you know, looking back, like we were, this was 2012. We were in like prime, like still late torture porn movies. Uh, and this right. one, And this one came out with a more like, fantastical kind of comedic take on horror and like the evil dead remake yeah, it was, it was... go ahead buddy i was just gonna say yeah it, it, it was it was very different like and i mean it's a very different horror movie um and it it definitely rides that line between comical and serious yeah and uh yeah at the time i had not seen the evil dead movies yet um this was probably a month or two before i finally saw evil dead one and two for the for the very first time and uh oh wow yeah i know right isn't that crazy um and even and as we said on the evil dead episode when i first saw evil dead one and two i hated them i thought they were terrible terrible movies um and uh, so I didn't really grasp at the time, like I had seen Tucker and Dale versus evil, but I didn't really grasp the concept of horror comedy at the time. Um, cause that, that, right. that subgenre of horror wasn't really all that popular at the time. I mean, the closest thing we had to it was probably drag me to hell, which was definitely more serious <laughs> than, than comedic. Yeah, but it, still so funny oh it is but you're like at the time you're like should i be laughing at this you know when someone's getting like embalming fluid like dropped into her mouth and whatnot you know so Uh, yeah the the old lady uh the witch or whatever just like vomiting into her mouth yeah um (laughs) and and you're like you're like that's so disgusting and it's so disturbing uh, but at the same time can i laugh at this i think i can 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So at the time, like horror comedy wasn't really a thing to me. I didn't really know about that that genre of horror all that much. Um, and uh, so I watched this, and it's just the most batshit crazy plot I had ever seen in my life. And uh, I really did not like this movie, and did not watch it again until we were talking within the last week about movie picks, and I was like, you know. It's on HBO Max. I'd kind of like to revisit it. And uh, so I did. Now I have updated thoughts on it. Um, we're still going to debate a little bit, but I have some updated thoughts. Um, and uh, so you love this movie. There's some things I love about this movie, and there's some things I really don't love about this movie. So, uh, yeah, enough uh, precursor, I guess. Let's uh, let's dive on in. So, the, so we know the setup. It's uh, some college kids going... Uh, to a cabin. Uh, it's uh, and they're and they're not killing everybody <laughs> on somebody's property. Nope, nope, not that type of horror comedy. Um, which, to be honest, uh, as we go on, I may actually debate whether I find this movie to be horror comedy or not. <laughs> so there's definitely fun- yeah. there's definitely funny moments in it, but I don't know if I would consider this a horror comedy. But we've got no, co- I agree. Yeah, so we've got college kids going to a cabin um i completely forgot that chris hemsworth was in this (laughs) oh yeah pre-thor uh well if it wasn't pre-thor when it was shot it was right after thor um and i have a problem with him in this movie uh okay i think he's pretty bad here (laughs) like he uh is kind of annoying and uh he Maybe he's gotten better, but his American accent in here is pretty bad. Well, yeah, and you have, you have to remember because, um, you know, what I said earlier, um, it, it it was a movie that sat on the shelf for a long time. True. Um, so it it was done, shot, and everything. So I it, it was definitely if it if it came out after Thor, that's because it was sitting for a while. Right. And it definitely. Nobody- it definitely came out Nobody. after Thor. I just can't remember if it was filmed before or after it, but it definitely came yeah, out. It was, it definitely, it was definitely filmed before Thor. Okay. Yeah, it definitely came out after it, though, like m- probably almost a year after Thor. But um, so, yeah, we've got Chris Hemsworth here. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> this is not one of my favorite roles of his. Um. His uh his acting was not the greatest here, and I don't know if it's just because that's how he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be an obnoxious asshole in here, which he is, but I don't know. His his accent was all over the place and he was not doing much for me in here. But <laughs> so we've uh so we've got this group of college kids. We've got uh you know, basically all the stereotypes, right? In here we've got the one that wants to party and have sex, we've got the obnoxious jock asshole. We've got the stoner, the uh, the really smart guy, and then the survivor girl. Of course. And uh, which is going to come into play later in the plot. But uh, so they're going to go to this cabin. And but right out of the gate, we see that there are people organizing this trip and what's going to happen to these kids. Right. Because we see the scientists in the lab first. Right. Yeah. You, you see the scientists in the lab and they're. They're just kind of watching these people. They always have an, an an eye on them and know what they're doing and are 
purposefully. Um, I, I don't. They don't really go into like how they coerce them there to get to the cabin. Yeah. Um, but they they do. They're watching them the whole time, just going, "Okay, all these kids are going to the cabin," and yeah, we're watching so they're. Them. So they're orchestrating this trip uh, of these kids. They're a group of scientists, and they're orchestrating these teenagers or college kids, whatever, to go to this cabin. And uh, right out of the gate, I noticed on rewatch because I knew the ending going in because I had seen it before. Um, and I was yeah. sit- and I was sitting here watching this, and I wonder if I would like this movie more if they didn't tell us right out of the gate that the whole thing was orchestrated in a simulation. You know what I mean? Well, no, I kind of, I, <laughs> I kind of like that part. Um, okay. That, that they do. Well, so they don't like they don't give it away like right off the bat. Like you know that they're watching them, but you don't necessarily know that they're like orchestrating or you know basically planning everything. You know right. Well, like, they don't. They don't like, tell you what they're, they're. They don't tell you what the plan is. But you know, like we open up, we right. see, we hear from these scientists that experiments like this and sacrifices like this have failed all across the globe, and the American one is the last hope for whatever's going on. And then the college kids, right. the the main characters, leave to go to the cabin, and we see someone hiding out on the roof, being like the subjects are on their way or something. So we know that they're in some kind of control, even though we don't know what they're doing. And I almost kind of, as I watched the movie go on, I almost kind of wish they would have pulled back just a little bit and we slowly find out that there's people in control of what's going on. Well, so I think that that would have been (laughs) more of an M. Night kind of thing. (laughs) Um, okay, let's wait till the, let's wait till the end and let's twist it. And I don't think that's what they were shooting for. Well, no, 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 well, no, no, Uh, no, 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 no. I don't mean like, wait until the very end to tell me. I just mean like, maybe you get to the cabin and then we start to find out. I just feel like we see the scientists before we see the main characters. And so I feel like by, by showing us the scientists... Uh, they're already talking about like the reason I say that I feel like it'd be better if they waited is because if you listen to their dialogue, they give away the ending already because they're talking about the sacrifice and they're talking about how vital it is. And slowly as they talk, they start to give away what the big ending is. I'm like, oh, that ending would be so much better if they didn't tell us about it right away. Yeah, but if you're if you're watching it for the first time, uh, you know, watching it on on the second view after you know what's going on, um, then yeah, like their dialogue at the beginning and seeing the scientists and whatever, um, it makes sense after you know what's going on. But I feel like on the first watch, you don't really catch that. Like you, there's like you don't. They're talking and you know saying all this stuff but you you don't really know what's happening right no i just i just feel like uh it'd be a a better reveal at the end if they didn't like telegraph it 
But uh, that's that's just my personal preference. Don't wait all the way until the end to tell us what's going on and what the scientists are doing, but pull back just just a little bit. Um, but as we go on, you know, we see uh, the the kids go in uh, to the cabin and they stop at a super janky gas station. Because that's what you always do. Yeah, I, I do love this scene where that's the, the gas station attendant, you know, kind of warning them off uh, about what's going on. And I love that they refer to that guy as the harbinger. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, well, that's a stereotype of all these movies, so that's funny. Um, well, and when you stop at the station, you don't talk to Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's very true. Um, but yeah, no. So we got this old guy that's kind of warning him off, and he kind of pisses him off because he insults uh, the one girlfriend, and yeah. But then it leads to an amazing scene where the harbinger's on the phone with the scientist. This part actually made me laugh. Uh, and it's when he calls them to like be all cryptic to the scientists about make sure this ritual is done right and the blood is spilled. And he's given this super serious speech and the scientist yeah. has him on speakerphone <laughs> and all of the yeah. all of the other scientists are just giggling. He's like, do you have me on speakerphone? No, no, not at all. <laughs> 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 that scene actually made me laugh. Um, yeah. And then he's like. He's like, for crying out loud, man. And he goes, okay, sorry, sorry. And then he, he's like, I can hear the echo. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. And he just hits the table so it sounds like he took him off speakerphone. <laughs> and, and he then, doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and then they keep giggling and he gets all frustrated. That scene actually made me laugh. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, but we get to the cab. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say, um, you know, they get to the cabin typical typical setup very evil dead um okay this is right this out. is yep and this is right where the evil dead like scene rips came for me is this cabin looks almost exactly like the cabin from evil dead one yeah it's pretty it's it's not identical but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, you remember when I said in the Tucker and Dale versus Evil episode where the cabin kind of looked like the Evil Dead cabin? This one looks almost identical to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty close. Yeah. Um so uh, and, and I I think that's I think that's Shop Sweden's kind of little send up. Well, there's I think he has a lot of send ups in this movie to just be like, you know, I love Evil Dead. Oh, there's a um, there's another one that and this is the one that comes to my mind immediately that is straight ripped out of Evil Dead and done almost the exact same way, but I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, so we see the cabin. They get there. They kind of explore around. Um, the uh, I remembered going in that the stoner guy is one of the two people to survive. Uh, right. Well, depends on how you define survive, I guess. But um, right. When- when he started talking at the beginning and he showed up earlier on with that like coffee mug that extends into a giant bong. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy's pretty awesome. But he was also talking with this really weird, like, Hey guys, like a really weird voice. Uh, right. I was like, Oh geez, this character might get on my nerves a little bit, but no, he's, he's actually probably my favorite uh, character in here. Um. Yeah, he's pretty good. But so they get. Um, to the, but they. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, they get to the cabin, and uh, the next scene that kind of comes up is one of the strangest things I've ever seen in a <laughs> in a horror movie, is uh, they start to play Truth or Dare, and right. the one, the stoner guy dares one of the girls to make out with the wolf head on the wall. Yep. And man, does she take this dare, this dare uh, seriously. <laughs> She's like not only just yeah. making out with it, she's like flirting with it and walking up all seductive and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? She gets hard on that wolf, bro. She does, man. I do love that the stoner dude like, is like he's like, I dare you to go make out with that deer on the wall, and they all just look at him. He goes, What? And they're like, When's the last time you saw a deer? They're like, It's a <laughs> it's a they're like, it's a wolf. And he says something like, Whatever, I'm living in a, in Weed Town right now. So, uh, um, so, so while, while this is happening, while, while the teenagers or the college kids that are killing themselves over everybody's property, um, (laughs) (laughs) while while they're, while they're hanging out, it, it flashes back constantly, um, to these scientists or these people that are watching them. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of my favorite parts of the movie is that they have so you don't really know what's going on yet but you see all of them placing bets yes this was a this was a funny scene yeah they're like throwing money around and placing bets on on this and that and then um they have a a whiteboard behind them and on the whiteboard are all of these monsters. Yep. So, it's, and, and there's some pretty classic ones in there too. Like, uh, there's, um, you know, they, they have Freddy Krueger on there. Um, they have zombies on there. Uh, they have, um, uh, <laughs> a merman. <laughs> yep. And, uh, that also leads to, uh, one of my other favorite scenes that we get to. Um, and I want to say I watching the movie. I love like how the movie starts. Yeah. It's a little cliche, but um, I like them getting to the cabin and then the doctors are like, well, they got to go into the cellar and like discover stuff for themselves. Cause they're, it's an, it's an experiment. Right. All the, the kids don't know it, but they're stuck inside a force field and they're in the cabin being watched and monitored and they're spraying like chemicals into the building to like alter their um alter their decision making so they'll make stu- they'll make yeah. stupid they'll make stupid horror decisions of like I'll go check on this by myself I'm going to go have sex in the woods <laughs> Yeah, let me go check out the basement. <laughs> yeah. And that leads to the part that I said is a direct rip off of Evil Dead, which is where the cellar door flies open. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That was done almost exactly and the then, same way then, as Evil Dead 1. Well, and then they go they even go down in there and find like the book. Mm-hmm. Like, they find a book, they book. read in Latin, they find something that looks almost exactly like the box from Hellraiser 2. Yeah, and uh the chick even the chick even says uh or or one of them says uh they're reading through the book and they're like, don't read the Latin. <laughs> like, don't yep. do it. And of course he starts reading the Latin. 
Of course. Um, because apparently he's a language expert and he's reading the Latin. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they even find, um, yeah, which that, that was a little funny too. Um, they even find like a little, um, it's, it, it's not, a an exact replica of the Hellraiser box, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like a little, um, sphere. Yeah. It's like, it's like a start playing with. Yeah. It's like a little puzzle that they have to solve. Um, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's definitely, they're definitely referencing that. And yeah. that's again, very intentional. Yeah. Um, well, so basically but, we, we find out that all the stuff in the cellar can summon the different monsters onto them and they have to like unknowingly decide what monster is going to get them. So when they read the Latin, it brings back this uh, zombie hillbilly mutilated family to attack them. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a it's a mixture between like zombies and uh, like hills have eyes yep. or you know something like that. There's it's like this hillbilly zombie family that uh is resurrected and starts coming after them which is what led to one of my favorite scenes with the doctors is when uh they cash in like their bets to see what monster gets picked and you hear people being like oh zombies and then one girl (laughs) one girl goes up to the head doctor and she's like um i had zombies on the board he's like oh sorry these are hillbilly mutilated zombies. They're very different species. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. they're a different species. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she just like looks all disappointed. I'm like, okay, that made me laugh. That's definitely a comment on like the Uber specific genres of horror. Absolutely. So, uh, that made me laugh. And then, yeah, no. So we get some monsters and that is one gripe that I have. There's like a upside and downside. The downside with watching this is I really feel like it took way too long to get to the monsters. <laughs> like it's like 40 minutes into the movie before we see anything. Well, I forgot that um so the the zombies are kind of the mains and I forgot that the zombie that zombie family cuz there's like a dad, a wife and his daughter, mm-hmm. right? Like there there's like three of them. Um, and, and, and I forgot they're kind of the primaries in the movie. Yeah. Cause it's, the, um, those are the monsters that the kids accidentally pick. Yeah. Yeah. They accidentally picked them and, and it's a good hour of zombies. Now, what I do love, um, which I thought was pretty creative, um, the, the zombie dad, uh, using the bear trap on a chain yes love that that was awesome (laughs) yeah so he's got this he's got this bear trap that's attached to a chain and when he's going after people he throws the bear trap at him and of course it grabs them on their arm or their back or whatever and then he's got a chain where he can pull them in yep and i was like that's pretty that's pretty (laughs) cool well i do Um, i do love even though it takes a while, I do love that we, when we finally get to the zombie family attacking uh, Chris Hemsworth and his girlfriend, uh, the like you kind of expect the first attack to come out of nowhere, but it also is a little bit like you're looking for it, but they kind of throw you off, and uh, they're you know getting it on on the ground, and then all of a sudden sh- the girl gets stabbed in the hand out of nowhere. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the zombies attack, and I guess she gets her throat slit. Um, <laughs> I also did laugh when the doctors are monitoring them, and they're about to have sex, and he's like, come on, man, show us some boobies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that also made me laugh. They're like, we got to make sure the customer's happy. Well, and you know what's you know what's so funny about it too is that um, the movie is it's such a like it's so meta. It's like a it's a satire mm-hmm. on itself. Yeah, it and is. on horror movies, like because like even even that part specifically, you know, they're you know the scientists are sitting there watching this and and they're watching the kills go down. And, and yeah, they're going like, hey, let me see some boobs. Yeah. Let me see some boobs. <laughs> the dialogue um, of the and, doctors is definitely some of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. And I think, I think they get like, I think they get disappointed at first because, um, there's one kill where she's about to take off her shirt. Yep. And it doesn't happen. They're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, I'm chilly. And they're like, do we have temperature control in this sector? <laughs> so, yeah. they, so they turn up the heat and they turn on the mist so she has to take her shirt off. Yeah, and so then uh, the the second time around, when they're looking for it, they're like, come on, come on. And she finally does. Yep. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, now let the monsters attack them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we get the first zombie attack, and uh, the first girl goes down, which I do love that the reason that Chris Hemsworth and his girlfriend go to have sex is because they put hormones, like, in the air. <laughs> like, right, They're right. like, spray some chemicals in there so they'll go fuck. Yeah, and, and so that's, that's uh, you know, a huge part. We, we kind of touched on it, but that's a huge part of this movie is that everything that is happening is being controlled. Um, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Truman show type deal or, you know, something to that effect where, where there, everything that is going on is being orchestrated. Like they're, they're pushing them in a certain way. They're, they're putting pheromones in there. Um, they're, they're changing aspects of the cabin Yep, and just to push them to do certain things. They want them to do certain things. Yeah, and um, it, so it's kind of a an outlandish uh, movie that gives reasons for why these character tropes in horror movies make the stupid decisions they make. Yeah, and that's 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 a good call out because it, that's exactly what happens. It's like you know every stupid decision that any character could make in a horror movie. Like they're making it happen. Yeah, they're like, okay, let's let's throw some pheromones in, or let's, uh, you know, let's put this in there so that they'll go that direction. Right. Like just they're they're guiding them the whole time. Yeah, and so like I said, it is a bit of a long journey to get to the monsters. Like it's a good like forty minutes into the movie before the zombies show up. Uh, so I I did find myself getting a little bit bored at the beginning because really not much was happening but once we get to the zombies i mean for the most part the monsters in the movie look awesome yeah they do they're really well done um they they reminded me a hell of a lot again of the evil dead um you know deadites 
Yeah, and, uh, and also it, those demons in uh, Demon Knight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And there's there's a lot of situations where they're like um, in the water and they're all like gross and slimy. Yep, and slimy and wet and yeah, it's uh, they have a, they have a really good look to the to the zombie yeah. family. There is also another part that made me laugh with the stoner guy. Um, sorry, I'm terrible at remembering character names. I've only seen it twice, but uh, there is one funny part where he find the stoner guy finds the camera where the doctors are using to monitor him, <laughs> and he takes out the camera and goes, "I'm on a reality show." Oh shit! Oh yeah. He's yeah, like, he's yeah. like, oh shit! My parents are gonna watch this. Yeah, it, um, <laughs> I think he even says. I think he even says, the, like, my parents are going to think that I'm a total burnout. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right before he gets attacked by another member of the zombie family. Right, right. But, uh, um, that's, yeah, no, so that, that was funny. Um, well, and it's really cool because that, that, uh, again, that, um, uh, that's, uh, that bear trap on the chain comes out, like, within the first hour, like, I mean, he keeps using it and keeps using it. Like yeah. it's it's it wasn't it wasn't just a one note kill. Uh, like he the the dad of the zombie family. Yep. Um, he's using it and he uses it on several people. And and again, I I thought it was a cool like kind of weapon or or, or a, a unique. You know, we're not just doing an eye for a chainsaw or like whatever. Like this. This something different and yeah our our, our survivor girl in the movie gets the shit kicked out of her though on that dock when she's fighting the the dad of the family right right i'm yep. like i'm like they cut away and all the scientists are like celebrating because uh the people are dying and the ritual's working and in the background we see on the screen this poor survivor girl just getting like beat up and then they're yeah, you, and then they're just partying and drinking and having fun. Yeah, you're just seeing her get mauled in the background. Like, yeah. like they don't even they don't even like cut to it as like a major scene. Like it's just in in the video in the background or yeah. the TVs in the background. Just her just getting fucking mauled. Yeah, it's ridic- um, it's ridiculous. So I mean, so throughout the movie, as as everyone's dying, um, you know, each time someone dies, you see this old, like, ancient kind of like temple thing, and as each person dies, you see this blood flowing out and flowing into these um, kind of artwork or just like kind of these etched pictures on the wall that are in this huge temple yep um so with with each person dying and um that's that's kind of the background too with uh with all the scientists and everything each time someone dies they're like yeah fucker yeah (laughs) yeah somebody died you know and because that's what they're looking for that's what they're trying to do yeah Um, yeah it's all all a ritual and it goes back to those uh we find out not till the end but uh, it goes back to all those horror stereotypes that I was talking about. There's like uh, the um, what is it? The athlete. the The names they use are the the scholar. Yeah, 
the athlete, exactly. the, the whore, the the virgin, and I forget what the last one is. Yeah, which I which I think is is oh, really the, funny it's, too. It's that. the it's the fool is what they say. The fool, yeah, yeah, yeah. So donor, yeah. Um, which I do, yeah, which no, I do, I, think, I do I love it, that the plot point is. So you think throughout the movie that the stoner guy is just spouting random dialogue, um, just being weird because he's high, and then you find out that he's been right. impervious to the chemicals that the scientists have been trying to give him because he smokes so much weed. <laughs> well, well, they said that um, the the weed that he got was supposed to be laced was something that they wanted, but I guess he didn't he didn't use that. Like he used something else. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. So they they say, um you're right, they do say like, hey yeah, we laced this shit with, you know, this and that and um I guess he decided not to go with that and <laughs> went with <laughs> his own shit or yeah, whatever. So long story short, um, weed saves his life basically. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> well, his own weed, his own weed. Um, yeah. but but no, so you yeah, no, and and I think that's really funny too and that's one of the things that I I think that is clever about this movie mm-hmm. is that you know, even though they're making this weird ass story out of it, um but you have the horror movie tropes just like you said, like there's there's the jock, there's the, the fool, there's the virgin, you know, there's the whore, <laughs> like, you know, so they're, they're yeah. going, they're going through all of these horror movie tropes and, uh, you know, anytime each one of them dies, it's like one more step to them getting to their ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I do love to, um, because I think we skipped a little before it, but when they're trying to escape um, and Chris Hem- Hemsworth uh, jumps on his uh, on his motorcycle. Yeah, and he's going to try or, to jump over. Yeah. yeah, he's going to jump. He's going to jump the bridge, which <laughs> is another evil dead. The bridge has gone out. Yep. We can't get out well, of here. Well, so they try to... Some of them realize that people are dying, right? So we think that the stoner guy's gone, and the um, the girlfriend that wanted to have sex in the woods is gone. Um, and so they get in their RV, and they try to drive away. And the scientists are like, shit, they're going to get away. We need to collapse the, the tunnel that they came in. So they do that so they can't yeah. leave and then Chris Hemsworth is like, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to get on my bike and try to jump across the cliff like the canyon and land on the other side." And of course, he smacks right into the invisible barrier that's keeping him in there. Yeah, um, so that's, that's where they figure out that there's that they're basically, I mean, not just from the roads or whatever, they're they're trapped. Like, yeah, which which I had I had a logistical question about that scene where he was going to jump the gap because he's not going up a hill on the jump. It's like a flat, like stretch of land that he's riding on. And I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, how are you going to get enough air to jump over that? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I didn't notice that. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I'm like, that was just something that stuck in my craw. I'm like, you're not going up a hill and jumping over it. You have no way to get air to make it over the gap, but it doesn't matter because he, 
there's no like ramp for for the fallen bridge or, or yeah, no, no part of the fallen bridge they can give him air he's just yeah. trying to go straight across yeah it's not like a half pipe it's like he goes back a little bit and goes up a slight hill comes down and then it's just a flat like stretch of ground <laughs> and he's somehow gonna jump over and i'm like what are you gonna lift the bike up with your hands <laughs> but it doesn't matter. So, I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, I was that's just something that stuck in my craw, but he uh not not that you can poke holes in in this movie because it's absurd anyway, but so he runs into the force field. Yeah. Um the scholar's death completely caught me off guard where they're driving in the RV. Uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just gets stabbed through the back of the neck out of nowhere. Right. I was like, whoa, geez, was not expect. I forgot that there was a zombie in the RV because they show the bloody handprints later. Yeah, because they're, or they're right, in the or RV. A li- yeah, a little bit before they show the bloody handprints, yeah. Yeah, they took the RV to like try and leave, and then Chris Hemsworth like hits the wall or whatever, and of course he's dead. Yep. And then when they're trying to go back or, or trying to, uh, you know, um, then yeah, he, he gets, what's, it's like a scythe, isn't it? He gets yeah, like a scythe. So it's like a gardening tool. Yeah, it's like a scythe that he gets through the neck out of nowhere. Yeah, so she, um, so the RV crashes, uh, and that's when we get to the part where she gets beat up, like, on the pier, uh, and all of the people, all the scientists are excited because they're like, yes, the... The virgin is the last one alive. Everybody else is dead. Everything is perfect because you can find you find out later that the uh, the virgin can live or die, but everyone else has to die for this ritual to work. And right, but they they talk about too though um, that it it has to be kind of done in order, or maybe not necessarily done in an exact order. Yeah, so but not like not, the virgin. The virgin has to be the last one, I guess is what they're saying. So I so I read uh, this later. There isn't an exact order, but one has to die first and one has to be the last one. The whore has to die first, they said. Uh Okay. And then the virgin has to has either to, has live or die, but it ha- they have to be the last one. Right. Um, so it it gets down to you so they think which uh, confused me a little because they thought the the stoner guy was dead and everybody thinks that the stoner guy's dead. Well, because he gets dragged off screen by one of the zombies and you just hear a bunch right. of blood gushing and you think that he died, but we never see him die. So when he comes back later, uh, you're like, oh, he's the, now they're freaking out because the, they didn't all die. Yeah, and the, and the scientists or the people that are watching this, they're like they're... They're they're all excited because everything's going well. They, it, it, everything's going according to plan, um, and they even talk about upper management like being happy about what they're doing. Yep. Um, and then, so it comes down to the virgin, and yeah, she gets torn up, but she survives. Um, she gets she gets thrown off the dock. She gets hit with the. Um, she gets hit with the bear trap too. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that weapon is so brutal. Yeah, that weapon um, is so absurd gets- that I don't even think you'd have to get hit by the trap and have it close on you. I think if you just got hit in the head with it, you'd probably just die. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> like that's a big ass bear trap th- that he's got. Yeah, and I've I've actually like I've actually uh, seen or like kind of played with one of those. Oh um, no, I would I would never. <laughs> it, it, well, I say play, but I I didn't play with. It. Well, but, after like I've, <laughs> I've, I've like seen one, and those things are heavy duty, man. Like they're yeah. probably a good thirty pounds. I'm like, um, I'm like, geez, and- Jason, you really had to entertain yourself at that moment, didn't you? <laughs> oh, geez. no, I wasn't with it, but yeah. like, no, I've, I've, I've seen one, um, and you know, just kind of been able to handle one. And those things are heavy as shit. Man. Yeah, They're no, like I've, 30. I've seen people have to exert a lot of force to be able to like push it down so it locks. Oh yeah, you have to, you have to like, you have to do it not not a lot of people can just do it with their arms. Like it's like you put like one foot down on it and then you're ramming it down with both of your arms on the other side. It's like, it's, it's not an easy thing to set up. Yeah. After, Um, after, after watching a quiet place too, I don't ever want (laughs) to use one of those. Cause remember the little kid gets his leg caught in one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, he screams bloody murder and I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. That'd be me by accident. But, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah no so we've got we've got the fool and the virgin still alive and should we get into the part uh of the movie that everyone knows and what this movie's yeah, pretty so, much famous for Yeah so basically what what happens is um they you know they're all, they're all trying to run away they're trying to figure out how to save themselves and it's just the two of them left and they how how do they find the elevator uh so the fool the stoner when he supposedly died off screen he got away and when he got away he stumbled across the the little hatch in the ground oh yeah that's right so we we don't see him find it but when he rescues the virgin he's like i found this passageway uh, so ba- so basically, they make it into the scientist uh, location, into the facility, and uh, we get the amazing scene of them going into the elevator and realizing that yes, I- realizing that the cells around them that they're seeing when they stop on different levels just has hundreds of monsters in them. I love that scene because it's like. Um- they're just trying to go down or they're just trying to figure out how to get out or whatever. Um, but every floor that they stop on in the elevator has like clear, like plexiglass doors on it. So they, they keep going down to different floors and each floor that they go to is like a different monster. Like they see like a werewolf and they see, um, you know an alien oh dude and they see all this difference yep and the werewolf looks so fucking good yeah it does look really good they see like a knockoff version of pinhead in there which is what that little that little box thing that we were talking about in the movie earlier was from uh probably the monster (laughs) that freaked me out the most was the one that looked like a little girl from the back but when it turns around it's got like a leech face Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what it was, man. That um, that thing freaks me out. 
yeah, it's crazy looking. Um, but yeah, yeah, the the Pinhead character, like it's it's basically Pinhead, but instead of like uh, needles or nails that are in his face, he's got um, he's got the uh, buzz saw. Yep. Like circular saw pieces, like all in his in his face, um, and then um, he's also holding um, basically what would be the the box from Hellraiser, but it's like circular. Yep. So then, um, we, so then we zoom out and we, yeah, we zoom out and we see all the cells, and uh, everyone has a monster that could have been the potential. Uh, monster that attacked them and uh, i definitely saw the shining twins in there um i saw a kill- yeah, when, i saw a killer they, I, I saw a killer clown like a slasher clown yeah when they pull out um in that scene so they they do this really big pull out and you realize how massive this underground um you know station or or, or whatever it is is I mean, you realize how huge it is, but as they pull out, you see all of these cells um, or like basically cages, yep. and in all of the cages, there's a different like monster in there, um, and there there are a lot of throwbacks or or horror you know, classic, like homages in there, classic horror monsters that are in there um, you know what you know what it actually reminded me of have you played that video game uh dead by daylight no i have not okay so dead by daylight very much has this same feel where there are so many horror homages in the different killers that you can play as as well as the the like the teens that you play as um okay so if you look if you look up some footage of that game that it has that same vibe they're like they're not complete replicas of horror characters but they're like close enough that you're like oh yeah I know what that's referencing which is pretty cool yeah just just kind of generic versions yeah and uh, like so you, that- don't, you don't you don't exactly have like Pennywise in there but it's a horror clown and yeah. you don't exactly have an alien in there, but it looks very similar to a xenomorph. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just tons of them, um, on top of like dragons. Um, there's like a giant like, snake in there. Yeah. Um, well, and one of the funny parts, uh, we were talking about it earlier, um, is, uh, they're, uh, they're talking about which monster they would have liked to release. And the one guy says something about the merman. Yep. And the one scientist is like, consider yourself lucky they didn't pick the merman. You know how nasty the cleanup is with those things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then, so a little bit later after, after we see this, um, you know, this huge, like basically holding cell for all of these monsters, um, the characters figure out how to release them. And so basically all of these monsters get released at the same time. Which has a um, which has a corny ass line from our main hero, the girl. Uh whenever what is, what is she has two lines in this movie where she's trying to be like a badass. And I'm like, right. oh, these lines are so cringy. One earlier, way back when they were still in the cabin, when one of the zombies is attacking, she's like, So you like pain? 
and then oh yeah, 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 yeah. and then like hits him. And then in this one, when she's about to release the monsters, and because they're being attacked by like a SWAT team that guards the facility, uh, they go to like she goes to release the monsters and hit the button. She's like, "Let's get this party started." Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you don't, you don't need to say that. That's not a cool line at all." Yeah, but uh, uh, so she releases the she releases the monsters, and yeah, you were talking about the merman scene, which is my favorite scene yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, you were you were saying that, and 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 I love that part too because uh, the merman uh, gets gets on somebody and is basically chewing him up and eating him and then out of his blowhole he shoots all the blood out. yeah <laughs> all the guts and blood come out of his blowhole while he's eating a dude <laughs> yeah well the best part about well, that I, scene is the guy that gets killed by the merman is the one that all the whole movie has been begging for the merman to be the monster of right. choice and then he gets killed yeah. by the merman he goes oh come on and then he gets killed yeah 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 so well uh, that- that scene, though, um, and just like the scene after it, too, um, because all of the monsters are actually coming out of that. So it's like this huge elevator, like hallway. Yep. And all of the monsters are coming out of the elevators. Um, and the the SWAT team or all of the security guards or whatever are, are getting, you know, torn apart. And there is just blood fucking everywhere oh, <laughs> yeah God. i also love that one of the monster i also love that one of the monsters is a unicorn yes <laughs> yeah, I love that that's, that's killing people with its horn yep <laughs> uh and this is the best part of the movie but unfortunately and i told you this off air too this is another gripe i have some of this cgi for the big monsters in this massacre scene is bad well, i I think that's just I think that's just a um, just a budget thing, you know, because I, this movie was not this was not supposed to be this huge big budget horror movie. And again, like we talked about earlier, like I mean, it sat on the shelf for a while. Like, yeah, I guess, man. <laughs> I guess, man. But this CGI is up there with the with the. Uh the sheriff in Texas Chainsaw 3D falling into a meat grinder and getting uh, badly butchered or that person that got sliced apart in one of the Resident Evil movies by the laser walls. Uh, I just, yeah. As so- I, I love that scene, though. <laughs> oh, I do, too. But as soon as they showed this CGI, I'm like, oh, some of this looks awful. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't look Right. So but I think some of it me, is I think some of this is pretty dated, but yeah, that's just a nitpick of mine. And I'm like, ooh, this doesn't this doesn't uh, look good. Like Sean and I were just watching uh, my brother Sean and I were just watching. Uh, we don't have the highest hopes for Ant Man three, so we were watching what clips were out there, and we're like, oh, this CGI does not look good. So that's just that's just something that sticks with me is just like uh, like all the. All the monsters where we get close-ups of them, like the merman and the zombie, um, the wolf, the wolfman or the werewolf, um, those all look great. It's just when they show like the giant snake and the bat and like the bigger monsters that I'm just like, oof, this doesn't look bad or this doesn't look good. Like just <laughs> just show the other stuff. 
yeah, the, the close-ups and everything are very practical, um, and they did a good job with it. Um, and, but yeah, when they, when they do kind of the, the larger, like wide shots and stuff, there, there is a lot of CGI in there, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't pull away from the movie for me. Um, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, but, but I can see what you're saying. This also led to something else that I was kind of bummed about with this movie is that, so they have all these monsters at their disposal, right? all these monsters that they can choose from. And for most of the movie, we're following the zombies. Yeah. You know, I just, I feel like, I feel like the movie would have been more exciting. Cause like my biggest flaw with this movie is that rewatching it. I'm, there's a lot of parts where I kind of check out because not much is happening and the zombies kind of just come and go. And, like, when we get to the facility, it becomes more fun. I just wish that they would have maybe picked a more exciting monster. Because uh, I just, like I said, the in the early parts of the movie, I just kind of found myself getting a little bored and zoning out. Right. But, uh, you know, that's just, that's, just so, a nit, that's just a nitpick of mine. Sure. Um, and, and I can understand that. Um, and so, basically, when we get to the end... Um, we've seen throughout the movie, they keep alluding back to like the sacrifice that has to be made. And, um, each one of the characters that dies, like in sequence, you see the blood flowing down and, um, you know, this is some kind of ritual that needs to be done. Um, then you get down to the facility, um, and you see all these monsters unleashed and everything. And you wanna you wanna um, you wanna so, tell us what the what the reasoning is for the sacrifice? Yeah, so basically once you get down to the end, it, there is basically these giant evil creatures or gods or I yeah, they, I, I think they call them gods. Yeah, they call them the ancient ones and they're like ancient they call it they're like ancient deities or gods or something right and And they and they they live they live under the cabin basically right and so like the whole point of this um and they've they've tried this and they they do or they've tried to do this ritual in several different countries they they kind of touch on this like Oh, um, they tried it in Japan and it failed or, you know, we tried it here and it failed. Um, but yeah, so it, it's basically this worldwide organization that is trying to do this ritual to sacrifice and appease these gods. And at the end, they're down to like this last situation, last situation um, with these kids, and it's kind of like the last hope for the planet is to kill these kids. Um, yeah, and, so, and we get one of the most unexpected roles from Sigourney Weaver in here. My girl. <laughs> I remember watching this for the first time, and I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, where did she come from?" Yeah, what is she doing here? Yeah. Um, she's great in this, but, yeah. but... 
Well, she's she's been a big uh, Joss Whedon fan since uh, oh, okay. Alien, since Alien Resurrection. Um, oh, I forgot because, Joss Whedon was involved with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he did Alien Resurrection, and okay. she's been a big fan. Of yeah, she's then. she's great um, here. She's got a really small role, but she's great here. Yeah, so she pops up and just basically says, like, hey, listen, like, if you guys don't die or if we don't complete this ritual, like, these gods are going to come and destroy the Earth. And yeah, so long story short, um, the virgin has to kill off the fool. The stoner guy has to die so that our survivor girl is the last one alive so that the ritual will be accepted. So she's like, please, you have to kill him so that this is done, otherwise the gods are going to come and destroy the Earth. Yeah, and she about does it. She does, um, that blew my mind. I did not remember that she almost did it. And like, yeah, this, she's, and this guy she's got is... Gun to it. She's ready to do it. Yeah, and this guy is so cool and collected with her after they fight off Sigourney Weaver. I'm like, you guys are friends now? Like, she was about to, right. put, a, she was about to put a bullet in you. Well, and it's it's funny too, um, because the, like the ending scene of the movie is obviously you uh, you see because the the ritual is not completed, um, so you see these gods or you just see a hand of one of these giants or one of these gods coming up from like the middle of the earth, and um, before that happens. Um, the two of them are just sitting there smoking a joint. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, it's just like, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, no, they, uh, uh, so they, so they fight off Sigourney Weaver and they kill her. She's the director of, of this facility and they kill, project. yeah, they kill her off. Um, and they're like, no, we're not going to kill each other. Our survivor girl gets like mauled by a werewolf beforehand though. And I honestly thought for a second she was going to go down. Yeah, uh, and that the fool would be the last one alive, but no, she uh, she makes it out, and yeah, all of a sudden they're cool, and she's like, "Sorry, I almost shot you. I don't think I actually would have done it." <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> it's the most awkward dialogue at the end, but yeah, no, they just kind of decide that after they fend off the werewolf and the uh, and the director, after they kill them or scare them away, they're just like, "Yeah, mankind isn't worth saving, so fuck it," <laughs> and like. They just smoke a joint yeah. as the the big hand comes out from under the ground, and that's the end of the movie. It destroys the world. Uh, yeah, and, um, well, that that's what we're assuming. Well, uh, yeah, we never we never got yeah. a we never got a sequel, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, at the end too, though. Like, even though they know what has to happen to, like, basically basically avoid everything or like not have the world in. Um, and you don't even know that they believe it at that point. I mean, they kind of, I mean, they're seeing all this shit, but you don't know that they're like, yeah, the world's going to end if, if we don't do this. Well, um, I, but I then, assume, I assume that they're dead because we see the, the, the temple caving in with rocks falling on them because the hands coming out. Oh no, no no yeah absolutely but like I'm I'm saying that like while they're sitting there like waiting on that because they have a few minutes where they're just like chilling smoking a joint yeah um, <laughs> they're like they're like do we believe this or like no and then and then they 
feel the temple like you know coming down and vibrating and uh you know starting to cave in or whatever and then you know of course you see the big can come out which i do love Um, their last bit of dialogue or one of their last little bits bits of dialogue which is where uh uh what do they say one of the last things they say to each other is uh so the whole cabin thing at the beginning we found out chris hemsworth has like a cousin or something that owns the cabin and we never see that oh person. yeah we never see that person and the final girl's like uh you know i don't think he has a cousin and then the stoner guy's like that would have been a fun weekend <laughs> like and then they're just right, like oh right. fuck it we're gonna die yeah. uh and that's the they're, they're, they're obviously they're obviously not convinced to kill each other. They're not going to do that. No. Um, and so they're just, they're just settled to like, Hey, I'm not going to kill you. You're not going to kill me. So if, if that's what's needed, fuck it. Just let the, the world crumble. Yeah. So um, they, so and- they just decide mankind isn't worth saving. They say, fuck it. We're going to smoke a joint and we're going to die. And, uh, presumably they do. And that's it. Yeah. So my overall, I did mostly enjoy my watch today. I just rewatched it uh, today um, to prep and I do like it more on my second watch. Um, I don't know if it's something I'd rewatch a bunch. It's just, it's not the greatest acting. It's kind of absurd and just kind of stupid with the premise, (laughs) but, uh, I do like the the jokes that it has for horror fans in there. It's kind of like how I feel about uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but Tucker and Dale is just more of a fun movie right out of the gate and doesn't slow down at all. Um, but it's right. a it's a overall it's a pretty decent movie. Again, not something I would rewatch a bunch, but it's definitely got good and bad things about it. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I would classify it as like a horror comedy really. Um Oh yeah, that's right. That's what I was going to say is that I'm right there with you. Sorry to cut you off, but I I'm right there with you and that's what I meant when I said earlier on I might disagree that this is a horror comedy. Um the internet also seems to think that it's something of a slasher cuz the internet article that I read said uh, critics saw this movie as an attempt to revitalize the slasher genre. No, and I'm like, I don't, I don't. no. Where did you get? And I saw nothing in here that resembled a slasher. Um, I no, guess, not at all. I guess they might just be thinking like, well, zombies coming and killing people in a cabin. I'm like, no, that's that's a monster movie. That's not a slasher. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I do think there's funny parts in here. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but Bradley Whitford's in here, who was the Allison's dad in uh, in Get Out. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the scientists that we follow. Um, oh, yeah, no, no, I love that dude. Yeah, so... I the, the, two, the two scientists that we follow um, are really good. I like him, and then... Um, the other scientist is actually, um, the bad guy in Billy Madison. Oh, really? Yeah. For Adam Sandler movie from like way long ago. I don't know if you've seen Billy Madison, but he's, he's like the bad guy in that. Um, I haven't all the way through, but I've definitely, I know what movie that is. That's the one where he goes back to school, right? Right, right, right. But he's, uh, 
but uh but yeah he's he's a good like kind of like villain in that and he's funny okay but uh yeah no so i i view it more as a horror movie that just has funny parts in it i wouldn't call it a horror comedy well i just like i just like the fact that it um and and i do watch it quite a like anytime it comes on or or whatever like i do like to watch it every couple of years because it, just because it's so weird it's just so all over the place um and i i like that that it's especially if you're watching it for the first time um you have no idea where it's going um and then when you kind of get to the end you're like, what the fuck was it? Because <laughs> um, there's there's no way for you to tell where it's going. Like it's just so off the wall, um, and I love that about it. And um, I think that we talked about this um, watching old the M Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. I think the old kind of stole a lot from this. Yeah, I could see because, that. Now, that now that you're pointing it out. Yeah, because kind of towards the end, like you figure out like, hey, they were in this huge experiment and or controlled environment and they were doing things to them on purpose and blah, blah, blah. Or they were trying to, you know, do this stuff. And, and then at the end, you feel like it, or you find out that it's this this big experiment um, that's that's being handled or controlled. So I, I feel like old kind of stole a lot from that, but, (laughs) um, but no, I, it's just, it's just a funky movie and I like it for what it is because it is just odd and off the wall and just weird. And it's fun. I think it's just a fun movie. All right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a bit of a, a mixed bag for me, like I said, but uh, I'm glad I revisited it. Um, it's definitely got some fun little nods for horror fans in there. Um, and oh, yeah, tons of them. Yeah, tons you know, of. Yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, I I could see it not being for everybody. Um, my friends at the time didn't like it either that much, so uh, you know. I guess it depends on your taste, but uh, I'm glad I watched it again. I'm glad I revisited it, and I, I understand why people like it a lot. So, um, But that's our that's our discussion on The Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Jason, this was a fun episode, I think. Um, I'm uh, super excited for what we're talking about next week because uh, we're talking about one that I think you and I are both just going <laughs> to... I think we're both just going to just blow this movie constantly with how much we love it. <laughs> we're just going to suck a dick all day long. Yep. I was I was okay. trying to think of like a fancy word like fillet. Yeah, yeah, we can we can fillet. <laughs> <laughs> we can I think that's how you say fillet. We can we can fillet this movie. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, no next week we're doing something that uh, we both love and uh, I'm excited I think it'll be good discussion again Um, but uh, you know it's always interesting to get different perspectives on 
uh, different movies. And like you said, some of our most fun episodes are ones where we don't necessarily disagree or don't necessarily agree. I think that Halloween ends was one of our, one of our best episodes where we were kind of debating back and forth a little bit, but, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to do. It's nice to do ones that we love, but it's also uh, pretty fun. Uh, when we, uh, disagree yeah (laughs) so uh that's our discussion on the cabin in the woods uh tune back in next week when we talk about a movie where jason and i will be more on the same page but um that's it for this episode of the midnight terrors podcast uh get in touch with us excuse me get in touch with us on social media uh facebook and instagram uh midnight terrors podcast on both of those um and shoot us an email at midnight terrors podcast at gmail.com and uh yeah, that's it for the Midnight Terrors podcast this week. Jason, how do we say it here? Well, you can also find us on OnlyFans because um, <laughs> Kevin and I uh, took some took some very tasteful nudes uh, that we'll be posting <laughs> on OnlyFans. Oh, it'll, uh, be a good, it'll be a good time for everyone. Well, we also found out that uh, that's your something of your side profession last week <laughs> when we were talking with Roy. <laughs> yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, no, I guess, uh, if we really fail at podcasting as, uh, as our, um, our hobby or something, yeah, we'll, we'll rely on that more, I guess. <laughs> we'll, we'll have our OnlyFans. Yeah. <coughs> tasteful nudes. It's not, nothing gross. Yes, tasteful. classy, classy nudes only. Classy, classy nudes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, so we'll start a website, uh, cla- uh, only classy fans or something. <laughs> but uh this any- is the midnight terrors podcast yes and uh thank you everybody for listening tune in again next week for more horror talk this is the midnight terrors podcast catch you later peace <laughs>